Good morning and welcome to the regularly scheduled meeting of the City Operations and Neighborhood Services Committee. My name is Sean Ellsburn, Chair of the Committee, joined to my right by Supervisor Carmen Chu. We will be joined soon by Supervisor Christina Olagi and our clerk today is Ms. Gail Johnson. Uh, Madam Clerk, can you please read item number one? Item one, hearing to consider the premise-to-premise -premise transfer of a Type 48 on-sale general public premises liquor license from 181 Eddy Street to 40. 36th Street to Mark E. Rennie for Club OMG. Doing business as Club OMG will serve the convenience or necessity of the people of the city and county of San Francisco. Thank you, Madam Clerk. Welcome. Good morning. I'm Inspector Lazar from the Police Department. The applicant has applied has filed an application with the California Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control seeking a Type 48 on sale general bar license for 436th Street, located between Stevenson Street and Jesse Street. For the purposes of this hearing, the California Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control, ABC, seeks a determination from the Board of Supervisors as to the approval or denial of this license. Police calls for services from December 2010 to December 2011 were three calls. Note this business has been closed since March of 2011. Police reports from that same time period, no record. The premise is located on plot 210. High crime area is defined as 215 or more police reports in a plot. This plot has 3,255 police reports recorded for 2010. This is approximately 15 times the high crime area definition. The applicant premises is located in a high crime area. The premise is located in Census Tract 176.01. Population for this track is 5,756. On-sale license authorized for this track is 21. Active on-sale license for this census track is 54. The applicant premise is located in undue concentrated area. No record with the California Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control for letters of protest. Letters of support, no record with the California Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control. Since March 30th, 2012, the San Francisco Police Department has documented approximately 11 letters of support. This police plot is the highest crime area in San Francisco, with over two dozen incidents directly related to alcohol and over 300 incidents related to narcotics in 2010. It is well known that licensed establishments have the ability to attract activity by drug buyers and sellers. This plot, and specifically the unit block of 6th Street, has had one of the highest crime rates in the city for several decades. A 2011 Police Department Operations Order describes the 6th Street corridor as being plagued by high levels of narcotic activity. This activity attracts individuals who are responsible for a high percentage of violent crimes which occur in the Southern District, including assaults, robberies, stabbings, and shootings. As a result of this Department Operations Order, Extra police resources, including the Violent Crime Task Force and Tactical Units, were detailed to the 6th Street Corridor during the months of July and August of 2011. 
Single resident occupancy SRO hotels in, the, in this area are sponsored by the city through public health, who work with their clients to break their chemical dependencies and addictions. Adding a new licensed establishment contributes to the problem and appears to work against the city's efforts. Specifically related to the premises is a 14-unit residential SRO hotel. This SRO, the Oak Tree Hotel, is located adjacent to and above the applicant premises at 45 6th Street. The entrance to this hotel is less than one foot from the entrance to the applicant's premise at 43 6th Street. To illustrate high volumes of police calls, there have been 30, excuse me, 34 calls for service at the Oak Tree Hotel in 2011. The city and the community have worked tirelessly to add a police substation on 6th Street to bring a more permanent presence of officers. A new licensed premise will, continue, will contribute to a greater number of intoxicated people, which translates to a greater number of victims and suspects. In conclusion, the San Francisco Police Department has gone to great lengths to combat violent crime on 6th Street. In recent years, thousands of personnel hours by Southern Station, the Violent Crime Task Force, Narcotics Detail, Gang Task Force, the Tactical Company, and various other units have worked to keep this block safe for residents and merchants. In the recent granting of an ABC license in this area, which were strictly conditioned, still resulted in crime and high volumes of calls for service. Granting this license will not only contribute to the crime problem in this community, but it will also go directly against the intent of the laws promoted by the ABC in order to maintain safe communities for our residents, merchants, and visitors to our city. This application is opposed by Southern Station. ALU recommends denial of this ABC liquor license. Thank you. Thank you very much, Inspector. Are there any questions from the committee at this point? Okay, seeing none. The applicant, yes. you want to take a few minutes uh, to respond and then we'll go into public comment? Yes, thank you. Um, Mr. Chair, uh, Supervisors, my name is Mark Rennie and I represent OMG Lounge located at 43 6th Street. And I think um, I've been doing this a long time, as some of you know, 25 years, and this is the first time ever that I have had a applicant with so much public support, not one uh, neighbor in opposition, not one neighborhood group in opposition. In fact, the only opposition we have here today is the San Francisco Police Department. Now, in terms of the neighborhood, uh, I know it was on TV a number of times when Pearls went onto the corner of uh, 6th and Market, and I think the mayor was down there for the ribbon cutting. I would uh, call your attention to the letter from uh, the managing partner and owner of Pearls, because I think she sums it up well, that alcohol is a problem. This is a high crime district. However, having one more storefront down on 6th Street is just going to stop the momentum that's growing. Dottie's is in there now. Pearls is in there now. Urban Solutions has really done a great job cleaning it up, and I know that because I'm one of the founders of Urban Solutions, and I'm currently board secretary. So I know 6th Street pretty well. Now, if we keep doing the same things over and over, I think that's called insanity. If we keep uh, leaving storefronts vacant, and this is the only person that's tried to rent this place for two and a half years, and it has been a bar for 40 years. There is a uh, Board of Appeals decision that 
let a license come on and an entertainment license issue in the last 10 years. This has been publicly vetted before uh, the city uh, agencies. And I would ask that you do issue this letter of determination, that it does serve the public convenience and necessity of the city and county of San Francisco. You're going to hear a lot of support today. And you have, a, you have today a opportunity to create history. There are five million, five million South Asian people in the United States. There is not one South Asian gay bar in the United States. And this will be owned by two gentlemen who are queer identified, gay identified, and Saturday night at this bar will be a gay bar. Other times it will be a lounge for, they are 75 feet away as the crow flies from the Burning Man building at Sixth and Market. They are 150 feet away from uh, Zendesk. Now if you really want to put high tech down that corridor between 5th and 8th, uh, it seems a little disingenuous to say, yes, we want you to come in here, but unlike Manhattan or unlike other places, we, we don't want to have convenient places where you can come and have a, you know, a $10 cocktail after hours. Now, if you look from the pictures on your, on your thing, you'll see not only does this have amazing community support, but it's going to be a beautiful lounge. It was a beautiful lounge when Anu was in there. This was the first place that, Anu, that uh, Future Bars, which is one of the hottest uh, entertainment companies in San Francisco, this was their first bar. They got into the litigation. The, the, the license that's on there now is tied up in litigation. That's why we had to bring in a new license. This has been a bar for 40 years. And the speak of the high-tech workers, one of the main business people was the, one of the first engineers at Netscape. Made a lot of money in his early 20s. Now he owns Bourbon and Branch. They own Cass. They own uh, a number of very successful nightclubs and lounges. And, and, and Anu, which was in that location, never had any problem. Helped the neighborhood. And we think, just like Monarch, this move down the street has helped that corner. And I live in that neighborhood, so I can tell you, it's definitely helped that corner to have security on the corner of 6th and Mission, totally transform the neighborhood. So uh, I would request uh, this determination. We have I've discussed this morning uh, a draft of possible conditions. This is basically what was issued on the corner of 6th and Mission to the Monarch Bar in the last few months. And I think uh, I thank you for your support of this uh, application. Thank you very much. Um, any questions for the applicant at this point? Okay. Uh, then now I'll go to the public comment cards. Uh, Madam Clerk, we'll give everyone two minutes. I have two minutes. I'll read these randomly. Uh, and excuse me if I mispronounce anybody's name. Uh, Shamul Rahim Henry. See, you're already standing in line, and come on, you don't have to go in the order I call. Uh, Dipiti Ghosh, uh, Rishi Basan. And if I've called your name, if you could line up in the middle aisle and just follow the speakers. Go ahead. Uh, good morning, supervisors. Uh, I'm the president of the South of Market Business Association. Um, I think it's rather disingenuous of the police to make claims that there's going to be all this drug dealing and all this stuff going on in Sixth Street because of this bar opening. It's, that's totally insane. This bar is going to be upscale uh, bar that, as uh, the applicant just said before, is going to, to attract the South Asian community that right now doesn't have a place to go to. 
And where ha when have you ever heard of anybody in the Southeast Asian community causing problems with such as drug abuse and, and alcohol? I don't think you'll ever hear about that. I fully support this bar, I really do. It's gonna bring a whole new type of people into the area. And with also you won't see that much of that type of activity going on with all the abuse of drugs and alcohol with them coming in. They're much better than having a liquor store. A liquor store, anybody can walk in and buy alcohol. There's little tiny bottles, which they do it, and they go and get plastered. They're not going to be catering to those sort of people. I urge you to please uh, support this and approve this uh, letter of determination for the liquor license for this bar. I, I, I tell you, I really think this is one of the nicest places we're going to see in the South of Market. One more thing, South of Market is a very diverse area, unlike anywhere else in the city. We, we have a whole bunch of different nightclubs and bars and restaurants and hardware shops. We have everything down there. And this just adds to it. So once again, thank you very much and please uh, uh, support this. Thank you. Thank you, Henry. Next speaker, please. Good morning. My name is Shamul Rahim, and I speak to you as a queer South Asian woman, as a technology worker who's been employed in the South of Market area for over seven years. And with this club opening, OMG, which I hope will open, I'm looking for a place that I can call my own, just as San Francisco is a city that I call my own. This is a place where we will go to sit and talk and laugh, where I can go with my coworkers after work to have a drink before going home, this is a place that will be a community respite for us. And it's something that I support. It's something that my friends support. I really believe that Rakesh and Paresh, who have been working in the South Asian community in queer activism for over 15 years, as long as I've known them, they have made such a difference in our community. This is yet another way that they're hoping to make a difference in bringing our people together. And that's why I support OMG and support them. Thank you very much. Thank you. Next speaker, please. Good morning. My name is Dipti Ghosh. I'm a 16-year resident of the city of San Francisco. Um, 19 years ago, I moved across the country to find a larger South Asian queer community and actually found one in San Francisco. And so, you know, so I speak from a personal level. You see by the gray, I've been around for a while, and it's been a long time coming. And we're very excited in the community to see that two of our very own people have decided to put their money, quit their, you know, quit their day jobs to really make this thing happen for us. I understand that there's a past to Sixth Street, but I think the city is really looking for a different future for Sixth Street, and especially that block. And you know, I'm a bicyclist in the city, I commute to work. Oftentimes at 10.30 at night, I'm coming down Market Street or Howard Street, going home to Noe Valley, and it's not, it's not pleasant. But I think that Paresh and Rakesh are really about the future of Sixth Street, and um, I really wish them well, and I hope that you as a commission will look at them as being part of that future and taking us to the level that we want to get to on 6th Street, where we can all stroll 6th Street like people stroll down Valencia right now. And I think that all of us know that it is a new immigrant area. A lot of new immigrants come to that area, and the South of Market is full of technology folks that would really support coming to a South Asian bar in their work area. So I hope you will continue to look at it as a future. Uh, it's, 
part of the future of San Francisco as opposed to being part of what the past was bringing to it. So thank you very much. Thank you. As the next speaker, speaker approaches, I'll read some more names. Roman Scanlon, Gonzalo Del Castillo, Madhuri Anji, and Laura Hahn. Good morning, my name is Rishi, and um, I have lived in San Francisco for 14 years. Um, I have an office on 3rd and Market, and as a gay um, Southeast Asian person, I would really support this bar because I'm very familiar with the area, and I, I think that opening a bar there will actually uh, invite a new type of clientele there, which is probably not going to be um, drug um, abusing people. I think Paresh, my friend here, has um, lots of experience in running um, a bar, and um, if anybody can do it, it would be Rakesh and Paresh. And I'm an absolute support of this establishment. Thank you. Next speaker, please. Hi, my name is Roman Scanlon, and I'm a friend of the applicants who are applying for the license for the alcohol. Um, I'm from Merced, California. It's a very small town, a lot of meth addicts and a lot of drug dealers. But at the same time, um, I've worked at a gay bar over in Modesto. I used to work about 45 minutes it would take me to drive to work and back. And the reason why is because it was a safe zone. And in Merced, there's not a lot of jobs, but at the same time, I could work on my family's farm. I could work on pretty much any place that I'd want. Um, I have a lot of family and a lot of connections out there. But the reason why is because the bar over in Modesto was called the Tiki Lounge, and you're more than welcome to look it up. It started out as a little tiny bar that was next to a hotel that the city would put the homeless up with extra rooms, and it was a number one spot in Modesto off of McHenry that was known for drugs and kind of what they're saying, the reasons why they want to close this place or not let them have the alcohol license. Um, when it turned over to being a gay bar, that's when I stepped in. And we had to up the security, not because of the drugs, but because to protect the LGBT community out in the Central Valley. Um, after about six months of it being open, there was less drugs in the area because the scene had cleaned up. The gays, not with glitter or anything like that, but have turned it into a very clean, welcoming environment. There was no security guards by the time the year had came up. And the reason why is because Lesbian and gay bars are known for their safetyness. We're the people that are going to be going to this bar. So if you're thinking that any of us are going to be selling drugs or doing drugs, I know the majority of these people, and I could tell you from first-hand experience from, from knowing them for so long that none of them would. Um, I believe that the main issues with the drug and alcohol scene is not from the people who are going to these bars paying $10 for a vodka cranberry, but are the ones, sorry, that are going you know, door to door from little tiny liquor stores. I'll stop right there, but I'm in support of this. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, please. Good morning. My name is Gonzalo Del Castillo, and I am a gay business owner. I own uh, La Lola Bar de Tapas in Nob Hill. Uh, when I first applied for a beer and wine license, uh, there had been an existing one, but it had lapsed, and it was an empty storefront. Uh, we ran into uh, similar uh, opposition from the police department in North Beach, uh, and the, they, we eventually figured out that the best way to go around it is to establish some conditions in order to open up what was before an empty storefront and create jobs and add 
um, uh, lighting and create a space where neighbors could go where um, you know nobody even walked through before um, so I'm not an expert in crime in the city, but I've lived here long enough, and I know, uh, as many of the people here know, that Sixth Street is already crime-ridden. I mean, there's alcohol problems, there's drug problems, and the way to go about it and to solve it is probably not uh, best served by uh, blocking an application by law-abiding citizens who are going to, again, create jobs, clean up the area, bring some lighting, uh, but maybe to try to come to uh, an agreement, uh, maybe establishing some conditions like the ones we have. Um, you know, there's so many things that can be done rather than just saying a flat-out no. Um, I don't know, are there streets uh, being patrolled enough? Uh, you have some numbers. The, store, the storefront has been vacant for about a year. Uh, how, we don't know what's going to happen when this new, new place comes in. Uh, like you've heard before, these are going to be professionals that are going to be coming in. Um, they're going to be spending their money there, genera generating um, revenue for the city and the state, uh, as well as creating employment in the area. So I hope that you will support it. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, please. I tend to digress, hence the paper, sorry. Um, my name is uh, uh, Madhuri Anji. I am the co-chair of Tricone, which is the world's first and oldest group supporting the South Asian LGBT community. I am also professionally a commercial real estate appraiser, so I, I know my properties. Um, Tricone was founded in the Bay Area over 25 years ago, and last year received recognition by Mayor Lee, who proclaimed Tricone Day on September 10th. On the same day, Rakesh was recognized by our community receiving the Pink Peacock Award, which we award only once every five years. On September 10th, Rakesh also received commendation from Mayor Lee in recognition of his tireless work for the community. Tricone works actively to oppose all forms of discrimination here and in the South Asian subcontinent. We also work with groups like GAPA, API Wellness Center, API Quality, API QTC. I met Rakesh and Parish about, through Tricone about 15 years ago. They're both pillars in our community. In addition, Paresh is a well-respected businessman owning and operating a bar in the residential community of Danville for over 20 years. Rakesh is a community organizer following his American dream. In the past 15 years, I have never known him to shy away from any individual in our community who has reached out for help. Also, he has been on the board of Tricone, and when he's not on the board of Tricone, we can always reach out to him for any kind of help that we need. He is currently on the board of Encafia, which is a national queer Asian uh, organization collaboration which works on our behalf with the federal government. OMG will provide a safe and welcoming space for queer and progressive South Asians. OMG will also provide a much needed feeling of home for the thousands of queer South Asians in the Bay Area who are still marginalized on a daily basis by the larger queer community. To address the issue of Sixth Street, I have lived in the area for about 20 years now and honestly I usually try and stay away from Sixth Street. However, most recently I see the fruits of your labor with the redevelopment of the mid-market area, Dottie's on 6th, and the Indian Visa Center around the block on Mission Street. I strongly urge you to work in favor of OMG to help bring this much-needed space for our community to San Francisco. You will have our thanks. Thank you. Thank you. So the next speech, speaker approaches, let me read a few more names, Brian Quinn, Andrew Bryant, Dr. Jack, whose name, last name I can't read, uh, Hannah Bachwin. Go ahead. Hi, my name is Laura Hahn, and I'm the executive director of CMAC, the California Music and Culture Association. We represent um, a, a wide coalition of nightlife and um, entertainment 
businesses and individuals, and we, we fully support this transfer. Um, we hold our members to a very high standard of operation, including security practices. Our members and people involved in our coalition actually operate under a guideline that CMAC produces of nightlife best practices that include detailed security plans, trained security staff that are certified, as well as appropriate ratios for security to patrons, as well as anything else that might be necessary for special circumstances, including security cameras, uh, ID swipes, extra lighting, things like that that are appropriate. Um, as a member of CMAC, Club ONG is absolutely included in this. We not only hold our members to a very high standard, but they hold themselves to a very high standard. We are supporting this transfer because we believe that Club OMG is not only going to be a great asset to the neighborhood, but it's going to be a very great asset to the city of San Francisco's culture overall. So as a, a representative of CMAC, we encourage you to support this transfer. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, please. Good morning, Board of Supervisors. My name is Andrew Bryant. I'm with MJM Management Group, a public space property management company in San Francisco. Uh, our work, body of work, includes managing Yerba Buena Gardens, uh, Mission Bay Parks, Union Square Park, and providing services for many of the community benefit districts. Uh, in those roles, we interact with a lot of community members. We work very closely with the police on 6th Street. We've been advocates for the central, for the, for the uh, new substation. Uh, we also work to solve some of the problems there, and one of the ways we do that as a public space management company is provide the pr appropriate kind of activation for a neighborhood. Uh, we've worked to bring art to Central Market through the Central Market CBD. Uh, we have community guides that assist with some of the issues, uh, both assisting people to sobering centers, making sure residents are safe, and making sure the streets are clean. One of the reasons we support this application is because we've watched the business revitalization uh, under the auspices of both the Redevelopment Agency and Urban Solutions bring a new crowd of people to 6th Street. What that has done is not displace anyone, but make those who live there feel safer. And, and I support active businesses that are going to bring that kind of activation to a stretch of, of 6th Street that has been crime-ridden, certainly. But I know from any time we bring any activation to 6th Street, the problems are actually lessened. I've known uh, Rakesh and Paresh for a number of years. Uh, I know their business model. I know the bar in Danville quite well. I'm a, I'm a bridge and tunnel person. Um, but I also uh, want to end by just saying I just lost a friend um, from the queer community, from the South Asian community, who died of AIDS in 2012 because he did not have the community support to come out as a, as a, a victim of, of HIV. And I think anything that provides the kind of support that this bar is suggested to provide for that community is critical to avoid that kind of thing in the future. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Dr. Jack Seno. I'm the eye doctor at 71 6th Street. I've been there for five years. Uh, I am very sympathetic with the police. They've helped me tremendously. Uh, and I understand their feelings. What I would like to say is that when I am in the office late with my wife, there is a complete change of ambiance on Thursday and Friday and Saturday nights. Uh, we have young people coming out and going to these clubs. Um, people are well-dressed. The alcoholics and drug addicts, which are there all day long, uh, sitting on the street, congregating, making noise, they seem to disappear, and the, the whole street 
changes. It is just a wonderful ambiance. When Monarch came, uh, they have security there. Those people that are in front of Monarch help people get taxicabs. Uh, it's just an amazing thing. Since I've been there for five years, I've noticed that when these clubs are active and when they have good management, and I, I know that this new place will just be a wonderful place for people, um, you have businessmen coming into the area. I myself have gone into Monarch and had a drink. Uh, it, it's just a wonderful venue, and I see well-dressed young people coming. It's just, it's just a marvelous thing, and I certainly hope you'll approve this. We've been trying for months and, and years to try to get decent businesses into this corridor between market and mission and have been very unsuccessful. Um, the best thing that's happened is Pearl's next Passion Cafe uh, became Dottie's, and now we have another vacancy across the street on the east side of the street on the corner of 6th and uh, Market. We need these kind of businesses, and I certainly hope you'll approve this. Thank you so much. Thank you. A few more names as the next speaker approaches. Again, Hannah Bachwin, Mike Green, Maria Costello, Daniel Hurtado. Go ahead. I'm Brian Quinn. I think I'm actually here for the next item number. Oh, some of us that you just called off are as well. So okay. I'll hold off. It, fine. If, then why don't we just do this? Anybody else who'd like to speak on this item, please line up in the middle aisle and come forward. Next item, you'll get your turn on that one. Go ahead. Good morning. Uh, my name is Daniel Hurtado. I am the executive director of the Central Market Community Benefit District. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization um, that is um, funded through property assessments in the district. And uh, we work on a number of different initiatives to improve um, the well-being and quality of life of the Central Market and Sixth Street area. And among those are cleaning and maintenance services. We also uh, operate the Community Guides Program, both on 6th Street and in Central Market. And uh, again, an ever, a number of different programs and projects that are designed to make the area cleaner, safer, and more inviting. Um, so I am here in support of the liquor license transfer. Um, we work closely with um, the City of San Francisco, with the Department of Public Works, also with San Francisco Police Department um, in maintaining the area, making it cleaner and safer for the residents and merchants and workers and property owners in the area. Um, one of the reasons that I support this is because, uh, well, first and foremost, that location, as you know, was previously a new bar. The, um, the gentleman, uh, Doug Dalton, who owned that Bar also served on the board of directors for the Central Market CBD and was very much involved in the improvement of the neighborhood. Um, as such, Rakesh and Paresh are already um, actively becoming involved in the neighborhood and seeing the improvement of the area, and I've seen them in a number of community meetings already um, becoming engaged in what we're doing uh, to improve the safety of the neighborhood. And <clears throat> I also want to mention that in, in addition to this, you know, business attraction is a critical component to the revitalization of the Central Market area and also the Sixth Street Corridor, and also in activating the Sixth, Sixth Street Corridor. <clears throat> it's integral to also have businesses that um, provide nightlife and entertainment to attract positive pedestrian activity to the Sixth Street Corridor. So this is why I support this liquor license transfer. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, please. 
Um, hi, my name is Rakesh Modi, and I'm, the, I'm one of the applicants. Um, we had a vision. We have a vision. Our vision is to open the first South Asian LGBT uh, bar in the country. And um, that, that vision took a number of years and a lot of challenges. But we finally come around to, um, to finding a, the right spot. We said 6th Street, you know, it's challenging, but at the same time, we can turn it around. We have plans. We have a very, very um, robust security plan that involves lighting and it involves security staff. It involves, um, you know, putting cameras outside. So we want to make sure that this place is not only safe just for our guests, who will be the South Asian LGBT community, who will be the high-tech uh, workers that come in the area, who will be the residents that a lot of the new construction is bringing in, uh, with, the neighbor, uh, with the mayor's revitalization plan, but it will also be the residents of the street. And um, I, I heard uh, Captain Orks say the other day that you know putting a lot of light outside on the sixth on, on, on the street will eliminate a lot of the problems. Um, uh, you know, will eliminate, will we'll remove the drug abusers out from the area, will remove the, the whatever other undesirable activities are uh, happening outside the area. So we really, really believe in this revitalization plan and we really believe in um, our community to come and support um, the, this bar and lounge. So I really, really encourage you to please vote in our favor. Thank you. Thank you. Next speaker and seeing no other speakers line up, this will be the last one on this item. Otherwise, please line up. Uh, good morning, supervisors. My name is Douglas Yep, and I've lived in San Francisco for 60 years. Uh, I am not taking a position for or against this issue, but I have uh, two suggestions for uh, the people that are interested in opening up this uh, business. Uh, number one is, have you considered hiring a patrol special especially at night to patrol the area. I know the police are overworked, so we don't have to ask them for overtime. Why don't we just hire a patrol special and see uh, what kind of uh, results you get from that. If you don't want to spend the money for that, maybe you should consider bringing in the guardian angels. Now, I know the guardian angels might be controversial, but I think they do more good than bad, so maybe you might want to consider that issue. Uh, another thing that I would like to suggest that nobody is against opening the business. It's just the location, and I think the police have the stats to prove that even the current business climate is still high crime. So I would like to make a final suggestion that in District 4 and District 7, there's plenty of vacancies, so maybe instead of locating on 6th Street, maybe you could help District 4 and District 7 by locating there, and it's just a short ride for all the customers to go out there, and then that would help District 4 and District 7. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Yep. Next speaker. Hello, Supervisors. My name is Scott Kuyper. I recently opened a gallery, Satellite 66, at 66 6th Street, across the street from where Club OMG will be going in. Uh, what I and hope has been stressed is that this has been historically a bar and entertainment venue. It's been a positive contributor to the neighborhood fabric on 6th Street. Uh, I would like to applaud the efforts and emotional support of Urban Solutions, Henry Carneliewicz, and the mid-market community who has come out to uh, really encourage new businesses to start there, and the Arts and Entertainment District, which has been touted
surrounded by the mayor's office, and a big part of entertainment is having bars and entertainment. Uh, so I'm really hoping that we do not remove the pre-existing licensed location from the pool of available resources. It's very difficult to open one of these venues, and this venue has already been a positive contributor to the community, and I'm hoping to see it in this new form uh, for many years into the future. With having Monarch reopen at uh, 6 and Mission, that's really brought a lot of new light and eyes onto the streets and has helped stabilize that community. We have a lot of businesses that operate during the day, but the nightlife industry is essential towards keeping an active streetscape and safety on the streets as a result of that in the evening times. So I'd like to applaud all the hard efforts of the police department trying to stabilize the community there. Uh, also keep in mind it's San Francisco's social policy of containment that has created a lot of the challenges that are on 6th Street. These people are still going to be exist. They still need social services, uh, but please don't penalize the other businesses for also trying to operate there and activate that streetscape. So thank you very much. I'd also like to applaud the owners of OMG for already reaching out to the arts community for finding artisans to help uh, decorate, create murals, and other sort of items for the bar. So thank you. Thank you. Any other speakers on this item? All right, seeing none, public comment on this item is closed. Supervisor Olagi, I see your name is on the list. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that I fully support uh, this use. Uh, I, I support OMG going into that space so I, I spoke I spoke briefly with um, the supervisor of the district and supervisor Ellsburn so I believe that there will be a motion to uh, possibly continue this item so we can um, consider certain conditions to impose on this business so that they can in fact move forward I've um, I worked for a long period of time at mission and sixth between fifth and sixth and I also worked on sixth street at a nonprofit uh, that was located in the Knox building, which is near Folsom. So I've seen over the years the transformation of 6th Street, and I, I think that sometimes, although use is uh, definitely a factor, uh, I think even more than that, and I know that you know, a permit is attached to the location, not to the proprietor, uh, but uh, nevertheless, I believe that um, from what I've heard from the community, and uh, others, uh, the owner is well respected, he's community oriented, and he has spent uh, several months building relationships with the residents and the business community, which is something that to me shows that he'd be a very responsible uh, proprietor. And um, so in that area, I think it has been heavily reliant on the responsiveness of the business owner to you know, to the neighbors and to the community. So I think that sometimes a bar can actually be a, a positive addition to a neighborhood. It doesn't have to, we can't just put one size fits all and say that, well, it's a bar, so therefore it's going to have a negative impact. I think that's overgeneralizing. I, I, what I have observed often is that it is um, really dependent on, you know, who owns it and how it's run. And I think that it's necessary for the Southeast Asian uh, queer community to have a place to gather and many of us in the queer community know that one of the gathering places for better for, or for worse, whether it's in Merced or Modesto or Fresno or wherever, or San Francisco, has always been, bars have been the place where we go. So um, I think it is uh, kind of exciting actually to know that there will be a, a gathering place for a Southeast Asian queer community. Um, so in the state, in this country, which is really kind of overwhelming when you think that we're in 2012 and this is the first uh, place uh, for for that, and because the tech sector, we're seeing a lot of uh, influx into the mid-market area and stuff. It seemed, and we've heard from many people from the southeast queer community who also happen to be tech workers. It seems that this would be a, an ideal location 
uh, for that, but I imagine that it'll go across cr class and economic lines as well. Your um, people who will, will be going there to seek some kind of refuge or support from their own communi community. So I think it's, um, it's impo an important use. I think uh, CMAC says that you're, they're familiar with you. You're um, a good operator. So I hope that we can get to a place, if not today, uh, in a week or at, at you know the next hearing, where we can come up with some conditions uh, so um, that everyone feels more comfortable. But I support this 100%. So just wanted to put that out there. Thank you, Supervisor. Um, you know, what, what I would like to do, because the report uh, from the police department is just the rejection but does not include any potential conditions should the board decide to, in a sense, override the police department's recommendation, uh, what I'd like to do is continue this item to the call of the chair to give the police department an opportunity to uh, review the documents submitted by the applicant with their proposed conditions, but also, far more importantly, for you to take into account whatever other things you think need to be taken into account and propose to us if the board were to override your recommendation and grant the license, what conditions would you want to see applied? Uh, and I'd suggest continuing it to call the chair because I don't want to uh, put an arbitrary deadline on you. I'd like to let you figure that out and work with the applicant. Uh, and as soon as you uh, give us the thumbs up, we'll schedule it. Um, but again, not an indication that we're necessarily overruling you yet, but should the full board decide to, I'd like them to have the opportunity to attach some conditions that you're somewhat comfortable with. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, thank you. And to the applicant, does that process make sense, sense to the applicant? Do you understand that? Yep, okay. Colleagues, any other questions? Um, no, and I think that this might be in or near the Western Soma area. Uh, I don't know if that can be confirmed, but I know that uh, there have been some moves to establish a cultural heritage district. Uh, the LGBTQ leather community is pursuing that, so I think that this is a prime location and historically has been for queer bars. So, you know, I hope we can find a way to work this, this one out with your cooperation or input. Thank you. So given that, I'd like to make a motion to continue this item to the call of the chair and ask that the department work with the um, applicants to find some conditions that could work. Okay, we'll take that motion without objection, Madam Clerk. Okay, Madam Clerk, next item, please. Item two, hearing to consider the transfer of a Type 21 off-sale general license from 2449 23rd Street to 1192 Guerrero Street for jump Start Coffee and Grocery will serve the convenience or necessity of the people of the city and county of San Francisco. Yes, and to the members of the public, I'm sorry, I'm now seeing on all your cards, Jump Start. I'm sorry I preemptively called your name. Inspector. The applicant has filed an application with the California Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control seeking a Type 21 off-sale general store license for 1192 Guerrero Street, located next to the northwest corner of 24th Street. The premises is also on the same side and across the street from Immaculate Conception High School. For the purposes of this hearing, the California Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control seeks a determination from the Board of Supervisors as to the approval or denial of this license. Police calls for service from December 2010 to December 2011, two calls. Police reports during that same time period, no record. This premises is located in plot four, 453. 
The high crime area is defined as 215 or more police reports in a plot. This plot has 149 police reports recorded for 2010. This is under the high crime definition by 66 police reports. The applicant premise is not in a high crime area. This premise is located in Census Tract 210. Population for this tract is 4,559. Off-sale license authorized by Census Tract is five. Active off-sale license is also five. The applicant premises is currently not located in an undue concentration area. However, issuance of this license would make the census tract an undue concentration area. One letter of protest was received by the California Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control. No record with the ABC for letters of support. There's no opposition from Mission Station. ALU recommends approval. The following conditions have been recommended to the ABC. One, sales of alcoholic beverages shall be permitted between the hours of 7 a.m. and 10 p.m. daily. Two, no noise sh shall be audible beyond the area of control of the licensee. Three, no more than 5% of the square footage of the premises will be used for the display of alcoholic beverages. Four, there shall be no cups, glasses, or similar receptacles commonly used for drinking of beverages sold, furnished, or given away at the petitioner's premises in quantities of less than 24 in their original multi-container package. Five, all ice shall be sold at or above prevailing prices in the area and in quantities of not less than three pounds per sale and shall be not given away free. Six, no persons under the age of 21 shall sell or deliver alcoholic beverages. Seven, the sale of distilled spirits in, sm in sizes smaller than 200 mLs is strictly prohibited. Eight, no malt beverages shall be sold with alcohol content greater than 5.7 by volume. Nine, the sales of, of beer or malt beverages in quantities of 32 ounces, 40 ounces, or similar size containers are prohibited. 10, no beer or malt beverages shall be sold in quantities of less than manufactured prepackaged six packs per sale with the exception of wine coolers, beer coolers, which must be sold in manufactured prepackaged multi-unit quantities of four or more. 11, no wine shall be sold with an alcoholic content of greater than 15% by volume except for dinner wines which have been aged two years or more and maintained in corked bottles. 12, wine shall not be sold in bottles or containers smaller than 750 mLs. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we only have a handful of speakers if you'd like to come up in the order you'd like to come up. Come on up. Two minutes for each speaker, ma'am. Good morning. My name is Hannah Bakayan, one of the owner of Jumpstar, and we've been on this business for almost really 20 years. And I'm sure police department will know about how the history of the store was before we came in, and we came in, we cleaned it up, and 20 years ago we started this business with organic coffee, organic frozen food, deli, which is I'm sure you guys grew up in the city, 
that wasn't even exist 20 years ago. A few places will have it. So for a convenience store like this to have that kind of product, you gotta be know what you're doing to have a quality stuff like this. So for bringing beer and wine, the same quality is gonna be. It's not gonna be different because that's the clientele that you have. And for um, the lady was said about small bottle, that's perfect. We only need for people who comes after work. They wanna grab a sandwich, hot food. They want a nice bottle of wine, a good bottle of beer, and then go home. One comment I have about the beverage that 5% of alcohol in the bottle. I mean, for people who drink beer nowadays, all the high-end quality beer, as for example, IPA, Lequanto, all that, they're all 8% and 7%. And for the quality beer that is low quality beer, that's the one is 5% and 4%, which is, I have a store, another store, we don't even sell that. So that's, the, if you please look into it and just, we can bring you sample for all the product that we have. And $9 bottle of wine is about 7% of alcohol content in there. Thank you very much. Thank you. Next speaker, please. Good morning. My name is Maria Costello, and I'm a neighbor. I live on the block. Sorry. Thanks, Maria. <laughs> Uh, good morning. My name is Maria Costello, and I live on the um, block where the uh, store is located. Um, I'm also um, a member of the development board for the St. James School close by, and also the parish council for St. James um, Church. Um, we um, um, fully support this request for the store. Um, we find that this is a family-owned business that is very well respected in the neighborhood. Um, uh, to suffice to say that we collected um, over 150 signatures of people who support this. We have letters from both the school and the church that also support it because we feel that this uh, family has demonstrated um, uh, how much they're committed to our community in the area. Um, they're very supportive of a lot of our nonprofits that we have at time, from time to time. And they show always very good judgment when it comes to um, the people that um, frequent their stores. So I don't have any hesitation whatsoever that um, this would work very well for them. Um, speaking personally as regards the wine and stuff, I find that it would be, like a lot of my neighbors, very helpful because I don't own a car. And, you know, to buy something that if I needed it for having company or going to a function where I need to buy something, I have to go very far. So having this close by would be very, very helpful. So thank you. Thank you. Next speaker, please. Yeah, I'm Brian Quinn. I'm a neighbor, local resident near the store that we're talking about. Um, I've also, um, in my professional life, uh, worked on a lot of the liquor stores in the Tenderloin uh, to get them to cooperate. Um, so I have experience around this. Um, you know, this is a good family-run business um, that really brings a sense of community. Um, you know, it's, I think, three generations of family work in the store. Um, it's really brought the neighborhood together. Um, and I just wanted to say that I know that they're very responsible and I support, this, uh, support them getting this liquor license. Thank you. Thank you very much. Next speaker, please. Hi, good morning. I'm Michael Greenwell, and I'm a former neighbor, uh, resident in the neighborhood. I've now lived over Potrero Hill, but I still come back to Jumpstart. That's my second home. It's a place that, that is family. It's a place that, that I see the, the young ladies from uh, Immaculate Reception Academy from St. James School who will gather there in the morning, gather there in the evening. Uh, 
Peter and, and John and their father have always been most responsible in, in, in taking care of people in the neighborhood, older people who can't get out. They will deliver sandwiches to, they'll deliver groceries to. If someone doesn't show up for a couple days, they're, they're, they're busy finding out what's happened to them. And so they're just a good, solid, business, family-oriented people. The, the liquor license would be beneficial to them because you know, things have changed, and business is not as good as it used to be. I can sit there in the store and tell you that. And so catching the people coming from the uh, 24th Street BART up the hill towards Noy Valley, it gives them a place to stop, grab a six-pack, grab some sandwiches or something else. It would certainly be beneficial business-wise, obviously, uh, for this liquor license to be transferred to them. Uh, I have no doubt that they would be most responsible. I, I know the store at 15th and Church that John runs, uh, and he's most responsible, takes good care of people in the neighborhood. But I know there on Guerrero Street at Jumpstart, you know, that's my second home. I call it my second office. When I lived down on Guerrero Street, that used to be my UPS drop because I wasn't home during the day. They do that for lots of people. Good people, a good thing to have happen for them if they could get this liquor license. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you very much. Any other speakers on this item? Seeing none, public comment is closed. Supervisor Chu. Thank you. Given the report that we heard and given the public comment, I'd like to motion that we send the item forward with the conditions as read by our staff. Great. And can we take that motion without objection? That will be the order. Thank you very much. Madam Clerk, item number three. Item three, ordinance waiving the fee in Public Works Code section 724.1B for temporary street space occupancy within certain designated streets in the city and county of San Francisco on Sunday, May 13th, 2012 and Saturday, May 19th, 2012 as part of Small Business Week sidewalk sales. Supervisor Olagi. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that this is the eighth year that the Office of Small Business, in coordination with DPW, has uh, requested this approval to waive the fee. I think it, uh, it's kind of one of those no-brainers. It makes perfect sense. We want to encourage uh, small businesses' um, success here in the city and um, to waive a fee so they can have a sidewalk event on May 19th and May 13th, I think, is a small ask. So um, it brings revenue to the city and creates some... Um, I think just some excitement in the neighborhoods and, and stuff like that. So I think it's a small ask, and uh, since it's been done before, I see no reason not to move this forward. And I wanted to thank um, Regina Dick and Dreezy for approaching us and for all of your work with small businesses in the city. So I'd just like to move uh, this forward with the recommendation. Thank you, Supervisor. If memory serves, uh I carried this legislation at one point, and I think okay. Supervisor Chu carried this legislation at one point. Uh, any public comment on this item? Come on up, Mr. Yup. You should move up to the front row, sir. Uh, good morning, Supervisors. Um, I'm opposed to this item. It's kind of uh, more on theoretical grounds. I noticed that the 30-day waiver was uh, given. I also notice that it was said that this uh, ordinance had been uh, approved previously. Now, if we're going to use that, then why don't we give uh, that same treatment to other events in the city? 
So it's along those lines that I oppose it. And then uh, in regards to me uh, sitting closer, I think that we should have more items and then maybe I will sit closer so we don't waste time. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Yip. Any other members of the public? Seeing none, public comment is closed. Motion's been made to send this item forward with recommendation. Can we take that without objection? Yes. That will be the order. Madam Clerk, any other items before the committee? No, Mr. Chairman. Seeing none, we are adjourned. Thank you. Thank you.